0: Peter Report readers and listeners to another edition of Playoff Edition and NFC Championship Bound edition of the Peter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard. Along with me is Scott Reynolds of PeterReport.com. And it feels good, Scott. It was the one of the weirdest games we'll probably ever see covering the bucks, but here we are. Bucks are headed to the NFC Championship game after a thirty to twenty victory, finally over the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. Could not be happier to be wrong in my prediction. And I guess (laughs) guess in the last pot on Wednesday, it feels like two thousand two, right? Where where the Eagles just had the Bucks number for years, and it finally took the Bucks standing up to beat the bully. And uh, I, I went with the exact same formula. That, that I used in 2002. I picked the Eagles to win. You know, the Bucs had to show me that they could beat their arch rival, the their, their nemesis, the Eagles, and they did. And it's the same thing here. Five straight wins by the New Orleans Saints. Yep. The four-time defending NFC South champion. And, and they were the bully until tonight. And then the Bucks took it to the bully and punched him right in the mouth over and over and over again. Sean Murphy Bunting, Ryan Jensen. Allie Marpet, Mike Evans, right? Devin right. White, Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Evans. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: it just it it was it was great to see because you know this this New Orleans Saints team. I mean, I'm a reporter. I've got to be objective and fair-minded right. here. They have annoyed the shit out of me for years, if I'm being honest, right? But you know what? Right. Give them credit because they they have they have absolutely been um, the 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 bully. They've been the bully on the block, and and they get to to puff their chest out, and they, they get to have the swagger until they get knocked off. And you know what? Um, w- what a better way to send Drew Brees into retirement. This is a guy who had a nineteen and ten record against the Bucks, than than to put the nail in his coffin in the Superdome in his final game in the playoffs. This is a Saints team for all of the double-digit winning seasons, for all of the NFC South defending champions um, or championships. This is a Saints team that has has lost in the final minute at Minnesota, gotten robbed, jobbed, whatever, by officials at home against the Rams and the Vikings in back-to-back years. And, and, and I said this on the Insiders. I said this on, on WDA's Insiders program pregame. If the, the key to winning this for the Buccaneers, if they could win, would be to take it to the fourth quarter, keep the game close to the fourth quarter, and get in the Saints' head for a change. Make the Saints believe mm-hmm. that, oh, crap, here we go again. Yeah. Are we going to lose this one? Right? Because right. that's what happened. They went blow to blow, punch for punch with the Saints – up until the fourth quarter, and then the Saints folded, and the Bucks knocked him out. Yeah. And you know That's what cool. – we-
0: it was beautiful. And we're going to talk about it all on this podcast, man. We got so much to get to. We've got off the field stuff. We've got Michael Thomas mean mugging people. We've got uh, Sean Murphy Bunting saying stuff, Donovan Smith saying stuff, Leonard Fournette, Devin White. Uh, we got all of the hype going on in the game pressers that we got to talk to. We got the bully mentality on the field finally switching hands. We yep. got people nobody ever expected balling out and people everyone expected to balling out did nothing tonight in one of the weirdest games i'm telling you when you break this one down it's you're never gonna drop a formula like this to win ever again but they do 30 to 20 and it's all brought to you by our great friends over at Cell.
1: John. Blueberry pomegranate. You knew it. Yes, (laughs) I want it. John, we got some breaking news on the Pewter Report podcast. The the blueberry pomegranate uh was was as much of an underdog in this game as the Buccaneers was. I I I looked at the flavor profile, didn't think I was gonna like it. It's a top five for me, John. It's up there. It's right below orange and grape. I think it's probably number three. It's actually better than the jackfruit. You know what? The jackfruit is in the top five, too, because this thing is absolutely awesome. Now, the great thing about, about Celsius, as you know, is Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Now, the great thing about Celsius heat, John, and, and first of all, I see you, you prepping your, uh, your Celsius. Uh, you're drinking it tonight, right?
0: Oh yeah, I'm drinking it because I'm not going to sleep tonight, Scott. I'm not going to sl- NFC Championship, baby. Like That's I'm right. not going. to I gotta write, man. I gotta well, watch this game again.
1: Well, well John, the, the beauty of, of the Celsius Heat is is it powers your your night tonight. It's going to power okay. your night with a tremendous flavor combination. In your case, the blueberry pomegranate. It also comes in strawberry dragon fruit, cherry lime, jackfruit inferno punch, and orange sickle. And the cool thing is, is John, tonight you are drinking that, my friend. You're going to be powered with key vitamins, 2,000 milligrams of L, citrulline, and 300 milligrams of caffeine. And the cool thing is this is a performance energy drink that's designed to give you thermogenesis. That's going to give you that boost of energy. And the other thing is is you might think, where can I find this tasty beverage? Well, it's available at at retailers all across the country. The best place to go, though, is... Click on on the, the Celsius banner ads on pewterreport.com. They're going to take you to Amazon. You can buy them in bulk and save money. Not sure which flavor you want to dive into, whether it's Celsius heat or the other tremendous Celsius flavors, get the variety pack and decide for yourself. So thank you to our friends at Celsius. John, we got a lot of big time. Super chat pouring and in. And Brian. we also have Mark Cook here for the
0: broadcast. Mark, Cook's on the the broadcast. Mark, are you awake? Can you hear us?
2: Yeah, I can. Sorry about that. I, uh, Trying to decide. Sorry, I know I'm going to break a, a Pew report rule, but I got to go with the hat tonight. That's fine. Go it's with the it's hat. Play, it's a playoff hat. Uh, John yeah. was John had a hat on the other night, and, and you had one a couple weeks ago. So anyway, all right, yeah. it's How's a little gone? bit better, but I still look yeah. like uh, I still look like the Saints' offense. Heyo, taking shots. <laughs> yep.
1: Speaking of shots, Devin White pick. We, we got a super chat from Brandon uh, here. We appreciate that, Brandon. The Devin White pick had shades of Rondé Barber. Defense comes up huge. This is the year. I can feel it. Appreciate you guys. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you for that awesome super chat, and we had a couple others pour in earlier uh, that we we just didn't have time to get to. We're we're steamrolling through some of these chats here, so uh, greatly appreciate that. We got, uh, Brian,
0: can, we got Brian Jukic. We got a hundred dollar super chat from Brian. Hundred dollar yes. super chat. This means Scott, you have to grow a soul patch for the NFC Championship <laughs> game that's yes. what sort it of needs and mark you've got to shave something into your
1: chest i, don't I think i think
2: it was two hundred dollars for me to shave Sorry. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah what a night turning point winfield force fumbled amazing how much better the d plays when they play more man let's keep it going appreciate that brian so much
0: we, yeah todd bowles did everything right in this game right i mean like it was the yeah. exact opposite approach to the last game. it wasn't too blitz heavy but he played lots of press man It was what they did week one really yeah. honestly it was it was very similar to that and Carlton Davis took Michael Thomas. I mean, they're still looking for him. They can't yeah. find him. They're, they can't find him. Carlton yeah. Davis is going to get charged with this. I mean, How about hopefully they have Davis. him available for the next week.
1: How about Carlton Davis call him Slant Boy on Twitter right after the game? <laughs> that was tremendous. Almost as tremendous as this beauty right here from uh, uh, Mediocrity Incarnate. Uh, let's go, SR. Where does sending off Breeze rank in terms of franchise moments for you? This is up there with the NFC Championship game, shutting down the vet. And beating the bully, beating the Eagles in 2002, Mark Hook, the screams of the same thing, finally beating the bully in the NFC South and and not necessarily shutting down the Superdome, right, because they're going to play there again next year, but starting that Drew Brees retirement party tonight.
2: Yeah, and, and I tweeted that last week, and – uh that uh, the, uh, you're cordially invited to the Drew Brees retirement party next Sunday at 640 on Fox. And, man, yeah. I took a lot of crap for that, for sure. <laughs> and I, I understand I was walking out on a, on, on a very thin limb there. Uh, but then, hey, I doubled down. I picked him to win the game, too. Um, all right, so I got lucky twice. But whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter if the Bucks did it. Scott, I tweeted to Aaron, texted in our group chat, after the uh, Saints got on board early with the long punt return, kind of reminded me of that Eagles game uh, in 2002 that you're talking about shutting down yeah. the vet. I think it was Brian Mitchell had that long kickoff return. Um, the, the, the 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 Eagles uh, ended up scoring, um, and 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 the Buccaneers ended up winning that football game, beating the bully, a team that had beat them multiple times, and they did it again. So, uh, <laughs> Ryan Connor. <laughs> No, it has to be. For, I think it has to be like all together, right? You yeah. can't like. No. Oh my no. gosh. Well, I won't do it on this pod, but Monday, uh, tomorrow's pod, I think I'll do it. If we're going prime time, uh, I think we'll have to do it then. I can't
1: grow a soul patch that fast. Uh, um, I, I will. Yeah, I will grow a soul patch. How about that?
2: All right, live live tomorrow. I will be carving, uh, shaving SR into my chest hair tomorrow. This is going to be uh, probably going to be the demise of pewterreport.com, but I bet's a bet. No, yeah, no, it won't be.
0: We've survived much worse. This will be great. This will be the big next step in the evolution of Pewter Report. Just like the Bucks took the big next step in this game. We talked about the maturation process of a team. We didn't know if it would happen this season. Yeah. We knew beating the Saints would be a mile marker when you look back at this Bucks franchise, whether they win a Super Bowl this year or if they are in in next year. Whatever happens with yeah. this team in this window with Brady – Beating the Saints was the next step. Could they take it this year? Would it be next year? And would it be the Packers instead if the Saints had fallen off? Can they beat the top dog? You know what I mean? Uh, And that was what they had to show in this game. They showed it. Green Bay is going to be a significant other challenge obviously next yep. week and we're going to talk about that all week but tonight we're just talking about the Saints what they did in this game and how they did it guys it could not have been a more unusual path to victory we laid out all week that the defense was going to have to weather the storm at times hold yep. them to field goals but it never in a million years did we think four turnovers were yep. on the table in this game and then offensively it was like got to throw the foot got to do this got to do that and they I mean I I hated their offensive approach. I'm just going to be honest. I think they won this game solely because of the defense and unbelievable plays on one drive that they had the field goal on when they broke the 20-20 to tie. That was the difference in this game. I thought they offensively they did a ton of things wrong, and I never thought they could do that in this game and still win and win by 10 and not get anything from any of their best players, basically. I I mean, Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and Leonard Fournette, really in the passing game not even in the rushing game he wasn't even very good in the rushing game they did it tonight they were the guys i think the bucks
2: i think i think the bucks caught a huge break with Taysom hill out now granted he's a five or six play but but it just made that offense to me when i heard that he was going to be out for sure just so one-dimensional essentially i mean they can run the ball a little bit with the camara uh, but the Buccaneers have done a good job shutting him down in the past. And I just didn't trust Drew Brees to be able to throw the ball down the field. We, I don't think right. any of us did. And the Buccaneers did exactly what we've been saying all week. They can't go into this game defensively with the same game plan they had in those right. first two games. And Todd Bowles did the exact opposite of what he did. And it absolutely 100% worked. And, you know, why it took him three games to get to that, I don't know. But for whatever reason, it worked. But not having uh, Hill in there, I think, was a, was a big benefit.
1: Yeah, listen, we, we've got a lot of Buccaneer fans that tune into this Peter Report podcast that have that have subscribed way back in the day to Buccaneer magazine and Peter Report magazine from all over the world. We, we have people pouring in from all over the world in this this podcast, and we want to thank uh, Daniel Thurgood, 4 a.m. here in the U.K., worth every minute of this long-ass day, LFG Bucks. bring on the Packers. We want to thank Mark uh, Coppola for this uh, $50 Super Chat. Um we're, we're going to try to keep it classy. I'm not a big Sean, Sean Payton fan, but uh, we'll just put that up there for people to read. Uh, but listen, we appreciate all the super chats we're getting tonight and, and all of these uh, great comments and questions. We're going to try to get to as many of them as, as possible. Um, you know, one of the things that we need to, to really kind of talk about is, is we talked a little bit about the turnovers, right? Four to nothing in terms of the turnover battle, guys, and that's been the Achilles heel for Tampa Bay over the last – um, I believe four games or five games, the Saints have had an 11-2 to two turnover ratio over Tampa Bay, and that's been the demise of the Buccaneers. The other thing that's really plagued Tampa Bay this year especially is the pass rush that the Saints have, getting Brady uncomfortable, forcing some of those interceptions tonight, giving up one sack. That was it. Aaron Stinney, I thought, played tremendous in his first start. He's and, going on
2: the most impressive list. I yeah. I, I sent you guys. <laughs> I, what I, I forgot about him. Absolutely. That guy deserves to be on that list just based on the fact of the situation that he was thrown into and, um, and essentially being the fourth choice at guard. If you take a look at Shipley and, uh, and, and Hague and, and, um, Larson, and he was yeah. really the fourth man on the totem pole and he came through and, and played better than any of those guys did. So hats off to uh, Aaron Stinney.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. You know? Yeah, uh, we appreciate all these super chats that are coming in mile a minute. Uh, Dara O'Brien, John, this is probably for you, Leonard. SMB this written down. Out. Yes, this yes. Is- what
0: Dara's saying here is so so funny. I have it written down on my like on my notepad right here. It's like the heroes for tonight's game, and I've Leonard, SMB, yep. Evan White. I'm like, yeah. And Leonard didn't run it great. You know, it wasn't his fault. He ran it tough. I mean, the Saints stacked the box, and honestly, the Bucks just kind of ran it. Rojo had a couple great grunts. He created a little bit. The yeah. Bucs didn't really run it great. They just kind of ran it well enough and didn't make mistakes, honestly. They didn't turn the ball right. over. I mean, offensively, there really wasn't a lot to write home about outside of a, you know, a couple plays here, a couple there. They obviously scored two touchdowns on, on the short fields, one the extremely short field. But, yeah, Leonard in the passing game, that was really the game. I mean, I know he had the drop, but a couple times he caught the ball and just got vertical. There was no hesitation. Yeah. This has been his whole career. People have been yelling at him about this. Like, just run fast in a straight line. You're big and hard to test. Science wins, and, and, and you he, can
2: get and he, a couple yards. Like, and he did that on a third down conversion that was huge. I yeah, think he did. It it a may, I, I, I think it may have been after the Saints came out at, uh, after the half and scored. I can't remember, but th- the Saints had gone ahead, so I think it was. And the Buccaneers were facing like a third and six or third and five, mm-hmm. something like that. And he caught the screen pass, and he just. Like you said, got vertical, went up the field, and got the first down by half a yard. The Buccaneers go down and and put some points on the board there. Who knows what happens if they don't score there because then they're punting from around their 20-yard line. Breeze is hot after that last drive. Maybe they go up 24 to 10 at that point, and it could be game over the other way. But yeah. little things like that you got to pay attention to, and, and I know that you guys do, and, and most of our, our our readers do because they're, they're very astute with their football knowledge. But little things like that you can't forget about. Um, and, and good point, John, about Leonard.
0: Yeah. Well, it's crazy because Leonard Fournette. I mean, we mentioned Sean Murphy Bunting, Devin White, Donovan Smith, who I know a lot of Bucks fans are, are you know, d- down on a lot of the time. The, all these guys have been huge. I mean, SMB, even last week, even though he, he didn't make all the plays, but he made the great diving interception. I mean, he, he yep. gets that ball. And that's a big reason why the Bucks win that game last week. And again, yeah. Sammy makes the play. Like, you've got to make these plays. And these are the plays we literally said the reason we were like, let's sit SMB down is because not only was he getting toasted on a regular yep. basis, But he wasn't making any plays either. He touched the ball like twice the whole season. And that was with Daniel Jones lobbing one right to him. And so it was just like there was no upside to him. And now, even though, yeah, he's still getting beat here and there. But, you know, tonight I thought he played about as well as you could possibly expect him to play. He is playing well at the right time. I don't know if it's going to be enough against Green Bay or not. You know, I'm not ready to say he should definitely be playing 100% of the snaps every week. But in this game, I mean, he absolutely proved – any doubt or strong and you know i what i like about Sean Murphy bunting is that a lot of these guys will get up there and they'll say like they'll wait for themselves to have a good game before they kind of say yeah look at all the haters now and they'll like come back like that and that's fine but i think growth happens when you can accept that you've struggled and you're weak in a certain area and you needed to pick up your game and he's come out and he's literally said that after good games when he's had the opportunity to talk to us he said I have had those moments this year. I have not played as well as I should have at times this year, and I've kept going and I've kept believing in myself. And I just I think it's a great story. I think that's the thing we have to be you know, objective in our jobs. But there's just no question. You cannot help but love Sean Murphy Bunting the person, and it's so easy oh, yeah. to see why the Bucks stick with him yeah. because he's as a person, good. that guy is just awesome.
1: He's been hurt, John, and he's he's played through through a lot of nicks and yeah. and you know he. he's he's a gamer he's a warrior there's no doubt about it um guys we've all been to mobile and you know what this is senior bowl week usually we're in mobile for senior bowl week talking about the bucks draft and you know who they're going to draft in the top 10 or top five we're not going anywhere this week uh matter of fact i think i'm going to green bay uh chris i was gonna
0: say you're probably going up there huh
1: i'm going to green bay Uh, chris with 15 pounds scotsman coming to you from mobile alabama big fan of the pod guys Delighted to see our bucks ram this W down their throats, go bucks! And then uh, I did see uh, somebody uh, say that the bucks ate a W tonight, which was great. Uh, boy, Jameis one of one. Um, you know he, he he had a moment for a minute, didn't he? Oh
0: yes, he did. Oh, oh yeah. I, about I didn't even
2: I didn't even check his Twitter. I, my head would have exploded at that point, so I just yeah. stayed off of Twitter after that. John, you brought up one point about Sean Murphy bunting, making plays, and and, and coming up with that clutch interception the last two weeks I I think another great moment in this game was was Winfield with that strip because two plays before he drops an interception and I thought to myself those are the plays you've got to make if you're going to win playoff games because you know, nine times out of not nine times out of 10, but often when you drop an interception, a team goes on down and scores or, or moves the ball more. But he redeemed himself either on the next play or, or two plays later with that. Those are those are the little things that have to happen to win playoff games. And and uh, and hats off to Winfield Jr. for uh, for that huge, huge momentum swinging play there. Yeah, yeah this is a
0: super gr- great point by Jonathan Ramitar, uh with a $10 super chat. Jason L Al deserves all the credit in the world. White, AWJ, Wirfs, uh, Davis, Dean—all these young dudes played incredible football Stinny, tonight. Stinny, yes, yeah, yeah. Stinny, big him. free agents. Yep, Signed yeah, he was, the was like the fourth yeah. depth, uh, the fourth string guard. I mean, just crazy like to get yeah. impact from them. And look at look at their draft class from this year tonight. Look at Tristan Wurfs shutting down Cam Jordan. Antoine Winfield with one of the plays of the game, stripping Jared Cook. Tyler Johnson with on a night where Chris Godwin still couldn't catch it and Mike right. Evans was barely even involved and Antonio Brown was, was banged up or hurt or, yeah. or not playing as much. And Gronkowski, again, I thought he had an opportunity for two tough catches that he's made all season. The crazy make
1: catch him. he made. Crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Tyler Pretty Johnson well. goes, yeah, wide receiver five, Tyler Johnson goes back shoulder full extension and just snags one. I mean, that's the kind of draft you have. On a in a year like this, where really they had to put it together pretty quickly, and you got three guys that could play right away, and you didn't have a fourth round pick, Uh, man, you can't say enough about it. I mean, if he doesn't win Executive of the Year, that's just just forget the award. I mean, you can't have a better off season than he had. You cannot have a better off season. They were a non-playoff team. He made them a playoff team in one off-season with the moves that he made. Not just a playoff team, like a darn good a playoff contender, team. Like, a Super Bowl yeah, contender, a, a team. Super Bowl contender,
1: UC champion game participant is really what he yeah. did. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, it, it's it's tremendous, and um, you know, I, you know, you, here let's let's just take a quick look, right? And, and Mark, you were right to mention no Taysom Hill tonight. Drew Brees, nineteen of thirty-four. These are the Saints' big guns, folks. Drew Brees, 19-34, 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, a quarterback rating of 38.1. Alvin Kamara did a pretty good job running the ball, 18 carries, 85 yards, uh, no touchdowns for Kamara tonight. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, six catches, 48 yards. Jared Cook, five catches, 28 yards, had the big fumble. Um, Michael Thomas, zero catches on four targets. And you had Sean Murphy. Oh, oh, did
0: friends. you did you mention Michael Thomas? Michael, I got Thomas. something. I got something. I need to show you guys. Sure. I don't know if anybody has uh, <laughs> seen uh, a little artwork going on on Twitter, Slant but <laughs> Michael Thomas is a superhero. He's Slant Man. This was an awesome what? tweet. Trevor sent this to me. Actually, he DM'd it to me. Yeah, I can't John, what, what
1: have I said about Michael Thomas? What is he? He's uh, a top five receivers. receiver. No, He's a slot receiver. <laughs> What top ten
0: NFL receiver. Though. Yeah, he you, you, you say far. he's a
1: top five guy. <laughs> I, no, I said he. Was, I said he was a top ten guy last year, number ten. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not a top five. You were,
0: guy. you were low on
1: him coming into the year. B- he's right a possession now. receiver, and and the Bucks proved that tonight. Um, and yes, uh, credit to Todd Bowles, fantastic game plan tonight. And you, and you know what, guys, the, uh, uh, with without the sacks, right? And Breeze is hard to sack. He was pressured, and that was good to see, especially in the second half. But. Todd Bowles went to a healthy dose of press man coverage. I tweeted this out uh, after the Sean Murphy bunting pick. I'm like, you know, like, look what, look what can happen. Good things happen when you play a press man coverage, Todd Bowles. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do up in green Bay, because that's the formula that worked the first time. Right. So don't right. fix when broken, stick with it.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, this, this game was, you know, we will talk, we have to talk about the negatives too. We always do on this podcast, but I can't get over the defensive performance. I mean, not that I, I knew Breeze was cooked, but he's been that way all season, and they still yeah. have found ways to make plays against the Bucs. I mean, and in this game, the punt return, remember the punt return at the beginning of the game, you know, that looked like it was it was like, this is exactly what you can't do, make the sense, right. drive the length of the field, and continue to convert third downs. But, I mean, continuing to, like, giving up special teams plays. Remember how bad Bucks yeah. special teams were in the week nine meeting, and we didn't even get to really – in week one, too, and we didn't really right. get to talk about that during the week as we were talking so much offense defense. And I'm like, there's no way in a third game, that's the difference. And then, yep. dang, it looks like it's going to be the difference again. And, you know, then they are able to rise up and get that big stop after a terrible penalty right. on, on Jordan Whitehead it down there, gave him a first down from yep. what the seven yard line or something, when well, it would have been third and one or third and two. And, and man, I, I mean, responding in the face of adversity for that defense, how many penalties, five first downs, they gave the, the, the saints, off penalties, some of them weren't great calls. Terrible they continue goals. to rise up, continue yep. to rise up, continue to make plays. Uh, you can't say enough things about. I mean, there's no way we could have expected this the way they've played over the last couple of months. It was a truly incredible performance, and it's the kind of game Todd Bowles just slaps on his resume and goes back into the head coaching interviews when he wants to,
2: and and and
0: shows everybody this game because that's how good it was against the guy. And Sean Payton who he's really struggled to solve.
2: Maybe yeah. Todd Bowles was pissed that uh, Detroit blew him off at the last minute, and. <laughs> Atlanta went. Atlanta went. Somebody else. He's like, all right, damn it, I'll show you, SOBs, what you missed out on. Yeah, and called, exactly. and called his best game of the year. Man, yeah. Well, maybe the Packers game, but between the Packers and this game, I, you know what, I would say this game based on the magnitude of this game. You know what I mean? How thank important you, this game was. We still here? Yeah. What was
1: yeah I, just, I just said thank you, Eric. He just he just posted a super chat. Didn't oh it yeah. But uh, yeah, so Eric Ellison, longtime uh, friend of the of the pod, joined late. But Devin White's intensity is almost as important as his playmaking ability. Also, a hundred dollars super chat. Still get a Fu Manchu and cook to shave. Yeah, we talked about that. And uh, I will grow a soul patch.
2: I'm not shaving my beard though, guys. I got to leave it till the uh, playoff run is over. Is rough as oh, it looks. I'm, that's why I'm with my hair right now. I'm I,
0: I'm I'm getting so superstitious. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like. Britt's about to yell. I mean, she's like, "Dude, you got to cut your hair." I'm like, "I can't. I don't. It obviously doesn't matter, but I can't do it. It's, right. it's getting crazy." I mean, I'm telling you, I never used to be superstitious, but now, man, I'm telling you,
2: it's well. It now that crazy. you're only down to one team that you follow, because <laughs> that's true. Suck. Yeah, they are. <laughs>
1: Aaron Davis with the ten dollars super chat, awesome win. Defense is playing amazing, man. I'll, I'll forgive the first down runs and the third and one deep shots. Yeah, hey, it, it worked out. It really did. Uh, and, and, and I said in my last week, in last week's two point conversion, the bucks will go as far as Tom Brady will carry them. And Tom did his part tonight, two touchdowns. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a 300 yard passer, 18 of 3,399 yards. But the biggest thing he only got sacked one time, no turnovers. This is a guy that out of his 12 interceptions this year, five of them had come against new Orleans. So he did his part by cashing in uh, with those two touchdown passes and, and, and not being Drew Brees and turning the ball over. In this case, it was Drew Brees uh, in, in his last game with a woeful, forgettable performance uh, at home. One touchdown, three interceptions. Again, a 38.1 QB rating, 134 yards for Drew Brees. Um, again, if you're late to the pod, um, just briefly, this, this is so reminiscent to me of the 2002 NFC Championship game where, where the Bucks finally beat the Bullies. In this case, it was the Saints rather than the Eagles. And it was Drew Brees' retirement party, and courtesy of the Buccaneers. And you guys are awesome. Not just with the Super Chats tonight, but we're over 1,000 people live on the chat right now. So this is what tremendous. You guys have been huge, tremendous supporters of the pod um, uh, all year long, and even even when we were doing it audio for the last couple of years. So J- thank you so Scott, much.
2: Scott, you, you, again, you brought up another good point, the, the turnover thing. And – you remember, you know, our good friend Chev, who's been a pewter reporter, uh, fan and, and reader for years. He and I were texting earlier today, and he's like, You know, I just don't like Brady. I was all in on number three. And I said, Shev, 30 interceptions versus 12 this year, man. Yeah. That's the difference between seven and nine and 11 and five. I mean, as much as I love Jameis Winston, too, as a Florida State guy, the fact is, is this team isn't in the NFC Championship game with Jameis Winston. He's not going. He he yeah. would have cut his interceptions from thirty, maybe down to what twenty. But if he has twenty, they're not in the NFC Championship game. They just yeah. aren't. I don't think people realize how hard it is to throw thirty interceptions in today's NFL. Like,
0: <laughs> like it just doesn't. Ha- I mean, today's NFL is just not wired to throw. Th- it's not like right. it used to be like. You really have to be bad to throw 30 interceptions. I'm just being and, and, to and, and, and,
2: and to play devil's advocate, you got to be pretty damn good to throw for 5,000 yards, too, because only, yeah. what, eight people have done it in the history of the NFL. So I understand the dichotomy and in the, in, in the, in the contrast and, and the things that, that, that polarized Jameis Winston. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers made the right decision by moving on from Jameis Winston and signing Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. nobody, nobody can argue that right now. Yeah, yep. we could we could have solved that discussion week one, I think. but
0: but I know people are still talking about. Well, I mean, it was going to. But, but here, but.
2: here we are, here we are in the in the divisional playoff game, and people are still on the bandwagon, uh, the Jameis bandwagon. You know, yeah, well, it, it's just well, you when it, starting but,
0: over him next year, maybe people will. Understand, right, I don't actually, know that Jameis
2: is there next year because he only signed a one That's year deal. They don't year. have any money, by yeah. the way. Can we talk about money. that? The Saints yeah. are
0: absolutely they went all as all in as all in yeah. could be worst cap situation in the NFL. No quarterback for next season, they've got some big name free agents, but more than anything, there's just no way. I mean, even if the cap is 198 or right. you know, something higher than what people expect to be, they're still like 80 million over that. Yeah. That's not counting Drew Brees coming back, so oh, yeah. I mean, they' I just don't know what they do. There's going to be massive changes to that roster, the way yeah. I see it. Not that they yeah. won't have good players, and they will, they'll still be well coached. But no, um, no,
1: John, they're going to have to get rid of a lot of a lot of good players to get another yeah. cap because some of their better players are the most uh, the highest yeah. paid players. Right. You can read my SRS Fab Five where I broke it down. I've got the the Saints uh, salary cap um, information for 2021, and I even said the Bucks are going to win the NFC South next year. The Saints have already been dethroned. The Bucks just started uh, a little bit ahead of schedule mm-hmm. with, with tonight. Here's the thing. I want Mark and John to talk about a topic and I'm going to be posting. I want to do a roll call. We have over 1,100 people in the chat. So I want everybody that is typing away in the live feed to tweet out your location. All right. And I'm going I'm to be hitting as many as I can in about the next 60 seconds. Let's do a roll call. Where are you at? Mark and John, you just talk Bucks.
2: Well, John. The Buccaneers won today. Yes, call. come on, start typing. Uh, yes, they did. Yes, they won they did. today, and I think it was you and I that predicted them to win. And maybe, oh, Matt. It? yeah, there's it? somebody on this yeah. podcast who said, Not this year, Bucks fans. I think it wow. was this title of the preview and predictions that we do every week. Uh, but anyway, no, look, it, I, I put I picked the Buccaneers to win, John, but I didn't put a penny on them. I'm just you know, I'm not. I just didn't I I I, right. I I thought they could win I thought there was a path for him to win and I thought Tom Brady was going to be the X factor um, but you know I'd still never felt comfortable until right until they were in the victory formation to be honest with you
0: oh yeah I mean it was it was one of those games that honestly after Devin White had the interception and he returned it and then I think it was actually they, another first down run didn't get anything and then it was the conversion of Gronk when he got down to the four yard line um, I was just like, yeah, they're 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 gonna win this game. Like this is gonna happen. <laughs> like right. it was just it was crazy because, you know, the way that they won it was again, like not a path that I could have seen them winning the game. I mean, when Chris Godwin dropped, the touchdown before the half which I know would have been a tough catch but we've seen Chris Godwin make way better yeah. catch than that I don't even think it was that tough I know people are like that would have been an amazing catch it would have been a great play but it, it's Chris Godwin like that uh, to me that's a routine play for the thing him. is he
2: caught the ball Johnny just didn't hang on yeah. to it that's the crazy thing right, right he exactly. made the difficult part of going right. up over the fender getting the ball and getting both feet down and then you know let you know didn't didn't finish the stupid third move yeah. or whatever it is
0: Right, and so I I just thought after that, I was like, man, I'll, and then they didn't go for it on the fourth and one, and I thought down near, and I was like, you got to go for that, man. I just didn't – well, right. I didn't expect the Bucks to have four turnovers in the game. Four turnovers is the, is the game. That's the game right there sure. in a nutshell. Like, and you just don't expect that. I mean, Brees, for all the fact that you know he's fading and all of that, never would you have expected him to turn the ball over the way he did tonight. I mean, a Jared Cook fumble, yeah, everybody had money on that, but mm-hmm. nobody thought Breeze would throw one, let alone three picks in this game, and – that was the difference in the game. I mean, the short fields and a night with the offense, really they still struggle to solve Dennis Allen, and maybe this is the kind of game you needed to be able to just get past the Saints and get to a defense that really had a good amount of success against uh, in, in Green Bay. Now, we will talk about later in this week how things have to change. Oh, you cannot go back to calling plays like you did early in the season yeah. and expect to get the result you got tonight. You cannot do it. I mean, they killed themselves on first down. This is a team that changed – their entire philosophy on first down coming out of that bye week, they went 63% pass, totally changed what they were doing before when it was like a 50.4, 49.6 or whatever type of difference in what they were doing. And then they went totally pass heavy, changed everything about their offense. They were staying out of third downs. They were getting explosive plays. And now I don't, I'm don't. i not saying you can't have a run a little bit more in certain games, but this was ridiculous. I mean, tonight was egregiously in favor of the run and it wasn't really even successful runs most of the time on first downs. Even if it had been, I think at some point you still put yourself in a lot of third downs when you're running on first down at the time. You've got to get chunk plays on first down when you have the opportunity to, and you know that, that was where they should have made those plays and didn't. And there again, four turnovers can change a lot of things when you don't produce offensively, and the Bucs are fortunate for that, but there's just no way you can go with that game plan against Green Bay and talk about a guy that doesn't turn the ball over and Aaron Rodgers and expect to win and be successful. You've got to be more aggressive. You've got to throw the football in this game. You can do it. Packers' defense is good. They are not the Saints' defense. They are not the Rams' defense. They're not even Washington's defense. No. You can do it and be successful, but you cannot come out with this kind of offensive performance against Green Bay. And we will obviously talking about that yeah, more. I, John, uh, later uh, I'm
1: going to put you on pause for one quick second. This team scored 30 points tonight. right? That That's their season average, 30.8 points. Is their season average? And well, two of
2: those touchdowns were set up by you know yeah, starting there's on no the four wins yard wins line. And, and, no, no, I'm, happen, I'm, so. not, I'm not
1: taking anything away from you know from from the defense, right? The defense played its part. I'm just saying that the Buccaneers are 10 and 0 this year, 10 and yeah. 0, including one, two, three, four, five games in a row now where they've scored 30 points or more, dating back to the 31-27 comeback win in Atlanta, 47-7 against Detroit, 44-27 against Atlanta in the season finale, thirty to thirty one to twenty three in Washington, thirty to twenty in New Orleans. So that's the magic number. this Buccaneer team scores thirty points, oh, and by the way, they scored thirty eight points when they played Green Bay, and I don't expect Green Bay to be held to ten points, especially at the
2: how many points do you think they'll score against the Bills in the Super Bowl? What's your prediction on that, guys? <laughs> One
1: game at a time, Cook. One game no, at a time.
2: Not me, man. Hey, I, I I nailed it twice last week. I'm going way out on a limb. Buccaneers, <laughs> 38, Bills, 28 for the Super Bowl win. <laughs> wow, just, just What if
0: What if Pat Mahomes is back? You think the Bills still get it done?
1: I think Mahomes will be back.
0: It sounded like
1: it would be after the game, like which is
0: good because that's what you need. You want Mahomes versus Josh Allen and the, and you want Neil Brady serious. versus Rodgers. You know that to me, I think that right now those are the four best teams and that are in the league, and that's what you want at this point in the in the, in the Guys, game. Obviously, you don't well, always get it.
1: But. While you gents were were chatting Bucks football, uh, we have Buccaneer fans from all over the world. I think I counted a dozen foreign countries, a dozen different foreign countries. <laughs> it's in, great it's, Indonesia, it's just about every state in the nation. So. Uh, hats off to you guys for for sticking up, uh, staying up late with us, sticking it out. Almost uh, noticed, 1300 live right now. Yeah. So, uh, hats crazy. off to you, Pewter Nation, for showing up for your team yeah. and for us. Um, this this has so- been an awesome night. I had somebody ask me earlier, where does this win rank? And, I, I gosh, I mean i'm gonna probably have to say i'm certainly top five of, of all time but i mean you,
2: you look at the super bowl they yeah. look at the nfc championship game in 2002 and they beat the eagles that that's number one to me that's number one to me when ron day returns that that's number no, one to me
1: the super bowl man the super nah, the bowl, super bowl
2: was just icing on the cake no, I, to I get agree. to the super bowl i, I knew they were going to after win after following <laughs> this team since i was a kid to beat the Eagles think, and to do that. That was the number one most emotional or oh yeah, highlight yeah. game for I me, I would yeah. say. Yeah, but Even I would more say than in the terms Super Bowl.
1: of importance, right, the okay. Super Bowl, that got you the Lombardi in the lobby. So I would say that. Then the Eagles game,
2: I would probably
1: put this number three.
2: And then the Bucs, uh, when they beat the Eagles in 79 for their first playoff appearance in their first playoff game. I think that's probably number the age, that's number yeah. four. I think the, the magnitude of this four. game, beating the Saints the way they did, mm-hmm. sending yep. out
1: Drew Brees, having Tom Brady as your quarterback, I think this is the third best win in franchise history. It, and it might be replaced next week, next Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be about 24 degrees and snowy in Green Bay. That's the forecast as it yep. stands right now. So, I would hey, not be surprised. Scott, out. will you
2: do a, a Snow Angel for us if that's the case and take a picture yes, of it, please? I will do that. Yeah. Okay. Bucks fans,
0: you got to go find that go find that Steve Smith video where he's laughing about saying the Bucks aren't going to do anything in the playoffs. They're going to get absolutely ran in the playoffs. This team is terrible. Go find that video, clip it, and blow it all up all He's over. He's always Twitter, hated okay?
2: the Buccaneers ever since they used to bitch slap him on a regular well, basis. Yeah, well, I, I know Bucks fans probably
0: hate it, So it's a good opportunity to, to let him have it. But yeah, I mean, he that's gonna blow up. I mean, there's a lot of people that said a lot of things about the Bucs back in the middle of the season that were just looking at results of games and weren't looking at process. And you know, we said all along, if these things change, like this team is this and this, and they do this and this you know they can get way better results you know the process can still be good it wasn't the players it wasn't right. them not being good enough it wasn't Brady i know that was a common narrative for some reason it wasn't those things it was it was really about changing the process and the way that they did a lot of different things i didn't think the process was even all as good as it could have been or should have been tonight but right. defensively what they were able to do and rise up in this game i mean we talked about the past game a lot and how much the coverage made it difficult how much the press man made it difficult. But I got to be honest, even though they did obviously opt for more press man, and that was a huge difference maker right. in this game, they played way better in zone coverage too. And if we have not seen that literally all season. We have not seen guys make plays on the ball in zone coverage like they did. They anticipated routes where they were going to be and made plays on the ball. I mean, it was really unbelievable to watch. I mean, there yeah. was a play early in the game, SMB lays out then knocks a the seam ball down. And Jamel Dean's coming over already yeah, yeah. from his cover three spot to try and make a play. And he almost gets a pick. But, SM, I mean, to see guys converging on routes and anticipating them before the throw was – I don't even know. I don't know if it's a big step or not. I mean, it certainly was in this game. I don't know whether that continues. I mean, if that continues. But we just haven't seen that all season. It's been guys stationary. They watch the catch. They try and tackle the catch. That's been basically the extent of the Bucs and zone coverage. That's how easily they've gotten picked apart. And tonight they just closed down windows, anticipated throws, knew where routes were going to break, communicated, yep. spacing was great. Uh, it was a totally different team, even in zone
1: coverage tonight. Hey, speaking of communication, uh, we want to appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. So here's what we we want to thank Will and Conrad and Pineapple Sandwich for these uh, uh, super chats. Thank you, thanks everybody for the super chats this year as well as tonight. Um, but we have about 1,200 people on right now, and we need each and every one of you guys to. Uh, go to YouTube and click subscribe to our Peter Report TV channel. That's Peter Report TV on YouTube. Click subscribe, then click notifications. Every time we go live, you're going to get a notification. And we're going to go live again tomorrow night, 7:30, for our Victory Monday Q and A podcast. We're going to be taking a lot of questions tomorrow night as we preview Bucks versus Packers. Then we give our our in-depth Bucks versus Packers preview on two, on Wednesday at 7:30 plus our predictions, then we'll have John on with a guest on Thursday night. So 7.30, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And uh, and make sure that you go hit subscribe on our
2: YouTube channel. You didn't tell him it's free, though. You always it's put free. that in your fab. You put it in Oh, it's it's free. free. I'm going to start taking that out when I proof the fab on Thursday night. Okay. Douglas Douglas made fun of us the other day. He's like, Dad, like 99 point, 99% of the subscriptions uh, when you subscribe are free on YouTube. He called I know. It I still think but... there are
0: people who ask, though. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh, Here, here's I the one know. thing how I will say. It, I there's
1: a lot of things that I don't. How much does it cost? Cook, how much does it cost to subscribe to this <laughs>
2: well, Uncle Stan is back for the first time. The Bucks make it to the championship game, and Uncle Stan's voice came back out of the blue. Dang, gave it you young people. Listen, um, I, I was going to say one thing. I was going to say, you know, I, I don't subscribe to certain things, you know, because I don't want to get constantly get emails and things like that. I'll say this. I sub- subscribe to the Pew Report podcast. The only time I notice it is if I go to YouTube and I see the, the red thing. So it's not like it's right. dinging me all day and aggravating me. If that's why you haven't subscribed, don't worry about that. You can set your notifications to either notify you or just show a subscription dot showing that, that there's a new podcast up anyway
0: right yeah not doesn't do anything to you and it does a lot for us so we definitely appreciate the subscriptions and appreciate the shares and you spread it to friends and family because guess what this continues in the off season whenever the bucks do stop winning which might not happen anytime soon they certainly don't look like they plan on it we're going to talk all off season free agency trades uh, the cap all the cap situation the draft we're gonna have all of that content here still gonna be live four days a week we're gonna have tons of great guests we're gonna do mock drafts we're gonna do all that stuff so even if you're a fan of another team in the chat i've seen a couple other teams chiming in here and there spread the word because uh, there's gonna be lots of great draft content coming here as well uh, that'll really apply to all teams so it's gonna be a blast in the Peter report podcast guys we are almost at that point i think where we're gonna talk about game balls for this game um and who uh, is going to come up with those game balls on a night that we're going to have a lot of unsung heroes and unusual choices for these game balls that if John, you would have told me were the ones getting the game balls, I
1: would have told you you were crazy before this game. John, came. did you yes, the balls? Oh, I did. Okay. well, well I man. knew
0: that you were waiting for this.
1: I want to let you guys know that support yeah. for the Peter Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, Manscaped has just released a new cologne sent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Now, here's the thing. Um, I've talked before about the, the weed whacker, right, which is the nose hair trimmer. We've talked about the, the tremendous... Um, Uh, lawnmower 3.0, right? Which, which keeps the boys down there nice and and steady and smooth. Uh, Everybody knows that Manscaped has got the perfect package 3.0 for the below the waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with this new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. Now here's the thing. All right. This, this right here, look at this. Comes in a tremendous little case. You open it up. And boom, there it is. That's refined right there. Now, you might be thinking, can these guys really make cologne, right? I mean, aren't aren't they supposed to just kind of, you know, worry about smooth-shaped balls? No. This is tremendous cologne. This is the signature scent that's that's in all the manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything that comes your way. Calming and inviting, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into anchoring notes of velveteer and woodsiness and fresh masculine scent. This 50 milligram spray cologne is even hypoallergenic. It's cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a, a, a statement, and its manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Now, also be sure to check out that perfect package 3.0 that we've talked about before. It's got all the essentials for the below-the-waist grooming needs that you got, the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and the crop formulations. Yes, I'm talking about the bald deodorant and the toner to keep your boys' uh, best friends down there. Mm-hmm. And now you can get this new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your, your set and smell great anytime. It's the perfect time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping when you get this. Or the weed whacker or the the lawnmower 3.0 in the perfect package. So 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code Pewter. Your balls and your body will thank you. Guys, I got this. I sprayed some on and I went to, to my wife, Ashley. I said, What do you think about this? This is a new cologne I got. And she's like, Oh my gosh, this is tremendous. And you got lucky? Well, no, yeah, none of my up. business. And, sorry. You
0: Got to keep it PG. Some people are saying they're at work with no headphones on. <laughs>
1: but the thing is, is, is this, this this stuff smells tremendous? Right. Yeah, and, it's nice. I mean, listen, I could read the script. My personal endorsement is not on the script. This is this is a tremendous scent. It really wears well. So get get this perfect Valentine's Day gift, guys. Your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, she's gonna say, What do you want for Valentine's? Uh, she's gonna love this refined cologne from Manscaped just as much as you. So, manscaped.com, promo code Pewter free shipping save 20 percent
2: off in between yeah. the ball deodorant and the cologne now i can go a whole week without bathing it's awesome oh guys oh you boy. don't want to bathe it's a good advantage also about working from home during a pandemic right now uh you can save water um but anyway no i've got the cologne. it came in friday it was great and uh and if you guys notice not a lot of nose hairs. Much better we, than normal. We
0: haven't noticed and or looked, but I appreciate this, uh,
2: this weed yeah, whacker is, is
1: tremendous. This is yeah. a tremendous product. Yeah. Stick it up and, your nose, to do all the work
2: And the ear, let's not forget the ear yeah. Scott, we're approaching that age Where hair starts f- leaving our forehead Or our scalp yeah. And growing in odd places Like your earlobe, like inside your ear it Okay, fine,
1: job. Raymond says If I buy Manscaped, can I get a Peter Report shirt? You know what, for the playoffs you know Just it. for you, yes We're going to do it, right here Get a PeterReport.com t-shirt Comes in white, gray, or black uh, in, in different sizes There you go All you have to do is email me, srpudereport.com, with your proof of purchase email you get from Manscaped. doesn't have any of your financial information on it. Don't worry about that. It's all secret and private. Email me at srpudereport.com with your proof of purchase, and I'm going to send you a pudereport.com t-shirt. There you go. Just for you, Raymond.
2: All right. By the way, Jeff Brewer Brewer says
0: Bucks are undefeated since his daughter was born two weeks ago. Shout out, Jeff Brewer. Congrats. That's awesome. And your daughter's the real MVP. We knew it. (laughs) Love it. i love it
2: uh all right so we got to get uh, the game balls here yeah i'm uh, gonna get my game balls because i've got to get out of here because i've got yeah. to uh get stories up and yeah. also just to let everybody know the mailbag probably won't be ready at 8 a.m because what is it almost midnight now and we still got a bunch of stories but yeah. we'll have the mailbag up tomorrow oh you're around sleep tonight uh oh yeah no i oh, still wow. sleep when you hit Imagine. 50 it's just mandatory it's like four hours past my bedtime. Hey, right real now.
1: quick, right before uh, we get to game balls, Jason Light uh, texted about it or tweeted about an hour ago. We dat. <laughs>
2: yeah, I saw that <laughs> for Jason. All right, man. all right. Game my, my game ball. I'm going to go first. My game ball, offensively, is going to go to my man Aaron Stinney. I don't like Stinney because. It sounds like a nickname, but it's actually his real last name. I keep thinking his name must be Stinovich when people say Stinny, but it actually is Aaron Stinny. Um, Look, I thought this was going to be a disaster. I'll be honest with you. When we found out Kappa was gone and Stinny was going to start, I was scared to death. I thought Ted Larson would have been a better option. Again, reason 3,467 I don't coach the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers knew what they were doing. They had him coached up. They gave him a little bit of help from time to time, and he did a tremendous job. So Aaron Stinny is the unsung hero He may not have been the best player on the field, but he certainly deserves a lot of credit for the Buccaneers being able to slow down that pass rush of the New Orleans Saints, which is better than Washington, which is considerably better than the Packers. So if they can keep this up, they have a very good chance next week. Defensively, I know you guys, somebody's going to go with Devin White, so I'll switch it up a little bit. My man Sean Murphy Bunting coming up with that interception, a a tone setter. Two Um, in two weeks, Cook. Two two in two two weeks. weeks. Exactly. And, um, you know, I thought – I thought he made another great play on a, on, a, on a screen pass where he, you know, has a tackle for loss in that game that, that slows things down. So, um, you know, and he had a couple – he had two pass breakups in the game as well. So, Sean Murphy Bunting and Aaron Stinney are my guys with an honorable mention going to Ryan Suckup. I said if the Ryan Suckup kicks three field goals, there's no way the Buccaneers win. Again, yep. I was wrong about that. I think he had three tonight, but, um, but he, he was the three. leading scorer. So um, so yep. hats off to Ryan Suckup for being just a clutch guy and another feather in, um, in, in, in Jason Light's hat for finally finding a good kicker.
1: All right, I'm going to go next. And listen, I, I, I got to give uh, Devin White the, the defensive game ball, right? 11 sure. tackles, 10 solo, coming up with a huge interception and then a big-time uh, scoop and return on a fumble that was forced by Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, this guy uh, came back to the Buccaneer lineup and came back to Louisiana in a big way. He was the difference maker on Tampa Bay's defense tonight. And, uh, you know, I I remember Peter Report was the first media outlet to have Devin White going to the Buccaneers with the fifth overall pick. And we got criticized for that and laughed at, Mark.
2: January Um, of 2018. Yeah. January. We were in Mobile, Alabama, actually. It was this time in your first mock draft. That you had Devin White. I remember you that morning he's saying, watch some highlights of this guy. Yeah. And I was like, they're not gonna take a linebacker at number four, Scott. And no, I said,
1: I said, you tell me this guy's right. not a perfect fit for Todd Bowles' defense. You watched the yep. video and you said you're I'm damn. Sold. Right. Yep. So Jason Light hats off for that tremendous draft pick. Devin White gets that. I've, I've got to split my my offensive uh game ball. And and half has got to go to Tom Brady because the Buccaneers needed perfect play from their quarterback. Uh, I was wrong when I said he had two touchdowns. He actually had three. He passed for two, ran for one, a perfect night. He accounted for 200 yards of total offense uh, by himself. Um, and pass protecting him was was uh, was Donovan Smith. I know he and Ali Marpet uh, didn't pick up a, a twist on the, f- the first sack, but it was the only sack. Donovan Smith, his kryptonite has been the New Orleans Saints. It's been Trey, Ed- Trey Hendrickson. It's been Carl Granderson. It's been Marcus Davenport. Um, he exercised th- those demons tonight. And I thought Donovan Smith continues his stellar play at the left tackle position, not just in run blocking, but also pass protection. So and he's Donovan- back next year. He's back yes, next he year Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah.
0: They're going to have to figure out a way, man, to make it work as – Keep this O line together with more chemistry and more continuity for Brady's. I'll tell you how
1: they do it. They they extend his contract. They tack on a couple more years. They reduce Mm -hmm. his cap number for next year. They give Mm -hmm. him some more guaranteed money. He goes from about 14 million to about 10 million, but then they take that 4 million worth of guaranteed money and they stick it onto the next year. So I think that's what happens. Donovan Smith, I think, gets a contract extension for a couple years. They tack on a couple more years, lower that cap value. That's how they Mm -hmm. get great.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably what it'll do. And it's the same, maybe a similar situation with Ryan Jensen, restructure and find ways. And speaking of Ryan Jensen, man, this is hard. But, you know, Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller made unbelievable plays and they could easily get my game ball. And I give them a shout out. But to, you know, to be the game ball guy, I think you got to maybe do it like every snap or almost every snap. Ryan Jensen gets mine because he's playing next to Aaron Stanley and he made sure that guy was right all night long. And that's just a clutch. That's what you want. You want your leader to be playing at that level, your leader, your O-line. And Aaron said it before the season. This guy changed the culture when he came here. He's the leader of our offensive line. He played like it tonight. He was burying people. He was playing to the whistle. He brought the intensity. You want to bully the bullies and change the way that you play from a temperament standpoint? From right. a demeanor standpoint, Ryan Jensen has been that guy. He came to Tampa Bay. One of the biggest reasons why I picked the Bucks to win this game was because of Ryan Jensen and the impact he's had on the culture. You could see it against Washington. You Heard about that defensive line all week. They took it personally. You could yep. tell it from the game tape. They had the edge and a mentality to them that was not going to be denied even against a great opponent. That's not something the Bucs had even in midseason, and that's changed, and it's because of players like Ryan Jensen. So to me – he gets the game ball offensively, even though there's a, a couple guys. Antoine never wants guys. to
2: see Ryan Jensen again. Oh he my planted gosh. him. There was one play yeah. later on in the game where he just destroyed him, pinned him to the ground, and pointed to where yeah. he put him down. It was just – Right, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it was a remarkable performance by Jensen. Uh, and yeah. and, and he, let's not forget
1: of some, some of those key fourth and one or even the touchdown plunge, right? Right up the middle, right yeah. up by Tom Brady, right behind Jensen. And, and 127 bet. yards rushing tonight by the Buccaneers. A lot of that was powered by Ryan Jensen at the offensive line. Yep. Right,
0: and and Raymond keeps saying he's going to give me a call for that playoff Lenny by the end of the week. I've been calling him playoff Lenny <laughs> or, or playoff Leonard for a while now, for or since last week anyway, and I tweeted something up, a couple things about playoff Lenny this past week. So I think I've actually already done that one, but playoff Lenny hits different, baby. I love it. Uh, and defensively in this game, in there's a lot of directions to go to. Um, you guys obviously mentioned – I mean, Devin White clearly was, I thought, the best player. Defensively on the field for the Bucs tonight, he did. You the know, it, what's great, yeah, the he game. was the game, yeah, he was in a lot of ways, you know, and his interception probably was the game changing moment. And I'll have that article up, but, you know, there's a, honestly a couple different plays to choose from that are all I think good the Winfield
1: strip, right?
0: The Winfield strip, the Devin White, but but honestly, the, the Tyler Johnson, I mean, that was third and 11 <clears> after <throat> the big rojo run got called yeah. back. I mean, that's the kind of play early in the season they could not make work and they hadn't had a dude make a play all night. And he goes and makes this unbelievable catch and then they get the field goal and take the lead on that drive and that was it. They never they go to the lead after that game. So I mean, I think that yeah, there's anyway, there's a bunch of hey, plays. Hey but.
2: John, can we just point out uh Devin White's Derrick Henry type um stiff arm when he got that interception? <laughs> yes. you know, God of my, I mean he just threw. <laughs> number oh, 18 whoever knows. that was good yeah. lord.
0: Devin white gets the interception my wife and i both react obviously somehow in the course of us reacting she like kicked the remote or something and so it like paused the game as he's returning <laughs> it. so then we didn't see we saw the replay of the but i was like we were freaking out i was like did he did he score like we didn't know where the return was going so anyway it was one of those moments but you guys mentioned good people uh defensively but i gotta go with carlton davis man i just think You give this guy the opportunity to play press man, he's a difference maker. And they did it tonight, and he just completely shut down Michael Thomas. I mean, every time he was targeted, he was all over him. Um, And Thomas, you know, I know that we joke on here a lot, but he's obviously a really good receiver. And I don't know if he's been 100% at all this season, but it doesn't matter. Whenever Carlton's faced in week one, it doesn't matter. Carlton shut him down. He played all three games. As much as he's been banged up, he played all three games uh, this season. And Carlton Davis has completely put him on lockdown. So, Carlton, shout out. I think he's been awesome this season and I, and he has not gotten the help that he should from scheme um, yeah. or assignments all the time. And he has to guard the number one every week and he's going to match up with Devontae next week. And he did great against Devontae Adams when they gave him opportunities to press um, back in week six, I think it was. And he's probably actually the only dude this year who's, who's done well against Devontae that I can remember. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and the SMB stiff arm on Slant Boy kind of face master was still awesome. He had a great, great call. Uh His return, those returns were actually critical. We don't even talk yeah, about right. that, but what they did with the ball in their hands right. uh was great on those plays. On a night where the offense really struggled, they put them in terrific positions with those returns. So
2: can we, that's who uh, I'm can going we, with. I'm going with Carl Davis and with Ryan Jensen. We we, we can't do uh, leave the podcast without uh, taking our hats off and, and bowing our head for a moment for – Sitchi with another broken arm. What is that, like his ninth one since he's been here with the uh, Buccaneers? Dude. This guy, man, what a bummer. I hate it for him. Yeah. You know, he gets cut. He ends up in New England, and the Buccaneers oh. re-sign him, and it's he itchy. comes back, and yeah. first uh, first special team's play of the game, I guess it was, or was, yeah. it, or was it on the kickoff? It was, I don't it was even on even a punt return. Wow. Return, the the uh, amount of football that he has been
0: actually active for over the course of his career going back to Wisconsin – is remarkably low. He his, must his be his bones are made out of, out of pencils, they're yeah. not even
2: actual bone, they're just pencils in his body. I, mean, I, I do feel bad
0: for him, but it I is, do. yeah, he just he has not he's not been able to stay out on the field in this one. So, and uh, by the way, we hope you know, got Jamal Dean got banged up late. He also played great tonight, and we haven't even really touched on that. But yeah. he got banged up late, and Carlton Davis, uh, I think he did come back, but he
2: was. Do we know? Up do we late. know about Antonio Brown's knee situation? I mean, Aaron Andrews, yeah, they said out he was fine didn't...
0: at halftime, and then I don't know if he came back in, I barely really played saw him. or.
2: You know, Scotty came in and played and had that big catch that probably on a ball right. that would have been his ball. But uh, hopefully, you know, he's back. The good news is, is if Antonio Brown can't go for whatever reason, um, he saw Tyler Johnson step up. Scotty Miller, yeah. they've got guys. They certainly have weapons. And I predict, here's my big prediction for next week, that Chris Godwin will remember how to catch the football. We said he was going to do it this week, but definitely next week he'll remember.
1: He needs to. you know. And, and I'll tell you what, here's the thing. It's going to be 24 degrees. And and snowy. That's the forecast right now for Green Bay. So um, it, it's it's going to be uh, obviously uh, cold temperatures, but uh, the ball is going to be rock hard, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's going to be tough to tackle. I mean, it, the, the Buccaneers are, are really in for a huge challenge because there's just not many players on this team that have played in in weather that cold or in snowy conditions. And we'll have to see. We'll keep an eye on the weather all week long, but. Uh, the Bucks will have to battle the elements as well as Aaron Rodgers, and really, guys, a tremendous ground game by by Green Bay. I mean, that ground game is is scary. You got three guys that can pound the rock: uh, Aaron Jones, the rookie uh, AJ Dillon, and then Jamal Williams. They got three guys that they can just rotate in there, and then you're you're obviously talking about um, a couple of dangerous receivers led by Devonte Adams. So, Bucks got their hands full. I would not expect a 38 to 10 blowout win by Tampa Bay. Not saying they're gonna win or lose right now. You gotta wait till Wednesday's show to get our prediction. But I don't think these Buccaneers are scared of the Green Bay Packers, guys.
0: Yeah, I don't think so at all either. It's gonna be actually fascinating to see if the opposite dynamic comes into effect how we had this week. You know, Bucks players pretty openly talking about, yeah, we took it personally. You know, they they whooped us and then they, you know, rubbed our faces in it. And, you know, we took that personally and we that we kind of carried that with us the rest of the season. You know, Packers would have had to carry it a couple of weeks longer because it's been week six. And, you know, there's not the rivalry there between the two teams that already exist and, you know, the, the familiarity of playing every single year, but multiple times a year. But still, I wonder if that's, you know, resonated with Green Bay, a game that they felt like they could have controlled and let get out of hand and then in the second half couldn't take it back at all and none of the adjustments worked. So that's going to be a fascinating game for me to go back and study. I already know Rodgers missed throws and opportunities in that game that I, I feel like the current version of Rodgers probably makes so uh, it's going to be about the box offense getting off to hotter start probably especially than they did tonight and then they did in that game and it's going to be about the defense fixing up some of those opportunities for splash plays that it looked like the packers had and really the packers are are the best team may probably ever as long as red zone statistics have been track in the red zone so either making a play there or not allowing them to get into that area of the field is going to be huge. It's not going to be a bend, but don't break because if you bend, yep. you'll break in that game. So there'll be a lot to break down at this week. It's going to be a fascinating matchup, especially given the fact the Bucks won by 28 early in the season and will yeah. probably be underdogs.
1: John, Mark, it's been fun tonight. Buck fans, uh, Peter report uh, readers, listeners, viewers. Um, it has been a tremendous uh, honor to uh, have you guys join our program tonight. This has been a historic night for the Buccaneers. And, uh, and one to, to absolutely celebrate, finally beating the Bullies, finally yeah. beating the New Orleans Saints and kickstarting the Drew Brees retirement party in grand style as the Bucks advance 30 to 20 to the NFC championship game, a place they've only been to, what, four times now. So yeah. it's, it's, it's certainly not something that Tampa Bay is used to. However, Tom Brady has been to the NFC or to the AFC championship game or at least uh, a championship game. Oh, 8, did we
0: say the time of the game?
1: Uh, three forty, I believe, isn't it? It's 305.
0: 305. Yeah, I didn't know if we had said that, somebody mentioned that, but so it's not a night game.
1: Correct, three oh five. But it's supposed to be snowing, so we'll see what what the weather forecast uh, holds. Yeah, but what guys, thirty one
0: in snow right now.
1: It, it's, it was so much fun. Let's, let's do it again tomorrow night seven thirty. We yeah. want you there, Bucks fans, for your Q and A. It's Victory Monday. So uh, uh, as some of you will be, we, we'll be skipping work or at least uh, uh, checking off right now, signing off to, uh, to head to work, uh, we're going to be up uh, cranking out some stories for you to read tonight and tomorrow morning on PeterReport.com. Be sure to mention uh, the fact that we're going to have um, Game Changer, two-point conversion, most impressive, most disappointing, uh, as well as the Bucks Monday mailbag tomorrow along with um, the – Snap count analysis. Snap, snap count, yep. yeah. A lot of content. Please digest it all. We appreciate everyone tonight for John Ledyard, for Mark Cook. I'm Scott Reynolds saying we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.